This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller along with Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi such a great place to live. Today we'll start our road trip on the Mississippi Gulf Coast for the Orr O'Keefe Museum Fall Gala. Next we'll move to Jackson for more than a tourist Jackson City Highlight Tour. And after that we'll be in Cleveland for 50 Nights of Lights. We'll end the show today with Mississippi Move for their annual Sleep Out for the Homeless. Hold on tight, we're going for a ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, here with my co-host, Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we are traveling across the state, letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi such a unique and fascinating place. We've got a great show for you today where we're literally traveling from the top to the bottom of the great state of Mississippi to tell you about all the good things happening this weekend and into the holiday season. Yes. Good morning, Camille. Good morning. Good morning, Mary Margaret. How you doing? I'm great. It's good to see you and good to see a little bit of sunshine. We've <sighs> dealt with some wintry weather this week. And Doesn't it feel great? It does feel great. It, it, it lightens the mood and uh, I think ushers us all into the weekend on the right note. Exactly. I, I was talking to somebody about the weather the other day and they're like, enjoy it because you know it's just for a snap second in Mississippi versus other places where it's four or five months of brutal cold. Yeah, that's the truth. That is the truth. I did a little bit of traveling this week. I was in Clarksdale on Tuesday and Wednesday. Had a wonderful time there in Clarksdale uh, working with Mississippi Today and our reporters uh, in the Delta. But man, we had a, an early morning meeting on uh, Wednesday morning. Started about 8 o'clock and you know, wrapping things up around nine fifteen, and start talking, and we open the door, mm-hmm. and and it's this wintry mix falling <laughs> out of the sky. We right. were everyone was in shock. So, um, you know, needless to say, uh, the meeting wrapped up pretty quickly. Nice. After that. Everybody's trying to get out and make little snowmen. Right. I do hope everyone's been safe in the weather, and um, it's always fun in Mississippi to get the wintry mix, even though the ice is scary. Well, speaking of the Delta, just came from Cleveland, Mississippi. Visiting the Grand National Mississippi Grammy Museum, uh, planning the Mississippi Night for, of course, you remember being a part of uh, the Mississippi Night at the L.A. Grammy Museum during Grammy Week. So we are getting ready to go out there uh, in February during Grammy Week and put on another Mississippi Night. It is always a sellout, star-studded event. That is so exciting. Grammys, that the Grammy week comes up in February of 2019. And, you know, uh, this week we had the, the Country Music Awards, the CMAs. Yes. And I, I may get this wrong, but I saw where Mac McAnally. Yeah, 10th year in a row. Woo! I believe he was named, is it Artist of the Year? Yeah, yeah. Ten it, years. Crazy. He deserves it. Maybe not ten years in a row, but ten times. That's incredible. Yeah. And we just got confirmed CMA Award winner also, Randy Hauser, will be the headliner at the uh, Mississippi Night. Uh, and we're in conjunction with the state of Louisiana and also Memphis. So we may be adding some some artists to it. But you know how it goes. Wow. You, you remember when we were out there. Wasn't that so oh, great? Oh, so great. And that's big news. Louisiana has a huge presence in L.A. during Grammy 
week. So right. the fact that Mississippi is partnering with Louisiana and, and bringing Memphis into the mix is nothing to sneeze at. So congratulations. That's exciting. Great for the state. Great for the state. Well, a lot to look forward to. Hopefully we'll see a lot of Mississippians nominated for Grammys this year. That's what we're waiting to see. You know, you kind of want to leave the, the billing open until you see what the nominations are. Well, um, fingers crossed, we've certainly got enough talent and enough new music out there uh, for plenty of nominations. Boom. (laughs) That's right. All right, we are um, ready for a great show today and happy to um, have on the line with us Heather Runfelt. She's the assistant director of the Orr O'Keefe Museum of Art, here to talk a little bit about their winter wonderland. Welcome, Heather. Hi, this is actually Natalie. Uh, I'm the marketing director, and I've got Brenda, our development director, as well. Heather couldn't join us this morning. Oh, that's all right, Brenda. Brenda Blunt, director of development. Natalie Thompson, marketing and public relations director. Good to have you guys on the line. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you for having us. Now, tell us a little bit about yourselves and the work you do with the the wonderful Or O'Keefe Museum. Well, I'm make friends for the OR as development director, so I'm constantly um, making friends for George (laughs) so that we can fund programs like our children's room, our children's educational art program, and also exhibits that we'd like to bring to the museum. So I am the ambassador that makes friends for George. (laughs) That's a good idea, Brenda. Yes, and as the the marketing and PR director, I handle all of our um, community calendars. I run our website and our social media, so I I kind of handle the tech side of things and oversee all of the collateral that the museum uh, publishes. Well, for people who have never been to the O'Keefe Museum of Art, tell us what it is like and how it's laid out and what type of uh, exhibits uh, you, you guys host. Yes, yeah, so our campus is really unique in that it's multi-structural. Uh, it was designed by Frank Gehry, and if you're not familiar, you should Google him. Um, he's an internationally renowned architect. Um, and the whole, uh, I guess, idea behind the museum was really inspired by George Orr, native Biloxian, um, early 19th, or late 19th, early 20th century uh, ceramicist. Um, do you want to... Yeah, we have, we're unique in that we have 10 buildings. We have an African and American gallery. We also have the Pleasant Reed House, uh, along with our IP gallery. We just finished our Blue Dog exhibit, which ran for um, a quarter here. It ran for uh, about three months. So we are, um, we have a huge ceramic studio as well so potters can come in and rent studio space Um, our campus is huge we're one of the largest museums here on the coast and we offer so many great things from um, our our children's programs to date night to uh, all of our galas and fundraisers that we put on every year and to Today, we're talking about our Winter Wonderland Gala that's going to be held on Thursday, November 29th at the IP Casino and Resort in Biloxi. Yeah, that's right. It sounds like the IP is a great partner of yours there at the museum. Has this been a long-going relationship? Yes. From the very beginning, we have an, uh, a named gallery, which um, is the IP gallery. Right now, we have our... Um, or we had local artists interpret interpret what George Orr meant to them, and that's the exhibit that's in the IP gallery now. Um, every year, IP hosts our gala for us, and they've been a great partner in the community with us, along with Beauregard and several other casinos here on the coast. That's great. That's great. Now, uh, the fall gala is something you do annually. So let's talk a little bit about the history of this event and why you decide to really go big, if you will. Everything about this event is big from the entertainment to the dress code to the attire. Uh, that's the same thing. Um, to, <laughs> to the menu. <laughs> yeah, so our fall gala is typically our largest 
fundraiser of the year. You know, we, we host smaller events, but our fall gala is always the Mac Daddy, and we hope to bring in, you know, the most uh, fundraising dollars for the museum just so that we continue operations and all of our uh, outreach programs. But this year is our winter one-door land. We always enjoy, um, you know, <laughs> having pun names, <laughs> including uh, Orr's last name and, and our event titles. Um, but, yes, the co- it's cocktail tire or winter white. We will have hors d'oeuvres, desserts, um, a cash bar, silent auction, of course. And then our entertainment this year is Coast Big Band, and they're – uh, very popular down here on the coast. They're a huge orchestra um, headed by Dr. Arthur Matthews. It's a 26-piece um, orchestra band. Oh, wow. And they'll be doing um, anything from ABBA to Frozen to Frank Sinatra. So mm-hmm. bring your dancing shoes. We're going to have a great time. Well, first of all, anybody that uses the term Mac Daddy to describe anything, I like. So I just wanted you to know that. <laughs> Keep that in play. You are forever in, in good with Kamel King. Yes, indeed. Awesome. I just, I just pulled that out of my brain, thanks. Yeah, look, what a genius brain it is. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, deciding for people to either do cocktail or winter white, I think, is a great idea because people love to dress up in white. I mean, to give you a reason to dress up in white, you'll just go to whatever it is. This is true. Yeah. I have a great winter white dress. I, I might just have to pull there it out There you go the and pull it out. Right. I needed a reason. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the menu I hear is uh, being curated by the acclaimed Chef Shannon. What made, uh, made you guys choose Chef Shannon? Well, Chef Shannon has received a lot of awards. Um, we met with him, and we spent a lot of time on the menu because along with the dancing and drinking, you've got to have a great menu or else you're, that's not going to be, you know, we want people to talk about it in the community so that they can come back again the next year. So Chef Shannon um, does fantastic. In fact, he was just featured in South Mississippi Living uh, Magazine here. And he is a wonderful chef that does great cuisine here on the coast. And we're super excited to have to have an opportunity to work with him this year. That's great. Nice. Now, a lot of people really enjoy uh, galas, of course, because you get to get dressed up and have wonderful food and entertainment. But many people come out particularly for the silent auction aspect, um, which is important to you as an organization to raise funds. But it's also great for collectors because you can oftentimes get pieces that maybe, uh, I don't know, you wouldn't have been able to afford at at a gallery price. So Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about that silent auction. I'm sure you've got great participation considering you host a lot of artists and provide um, training and services for artists all, all around the country. Well, of course, at being an art museum, we have quite a few art pieces um, that will be on the silent auction. We have uh, Helene Fisher. Fielder. Fielder is one of the artists. One of her sculptures will be in our silent auction, so we're super excited to have her. We have um, several local artists. We'll have Frank Janka will be one of the artists as well. He's a very famous painter here. Uh, So one of his um, paintings will be in our silent auction. We will have uh, several. Yeah, um, in addition to, you know, kind of tangible items, this year we've incorporated several experiences into our silent auction. Um, Our curator, Douglas Myatt, is even offering um, the opportunity for him to come into your home and curate all of your artwork for you. Um, Mm. We've also got a couple of trips lined up. Um, Paulette Dove, who's another wonderful coastal artist, she's uh, actually a board member here at the museum. She is offering an art class um, as a part of our silent auction. So a lot of fun experiences that you have an opportunity to bid on. Natalie, that's a, that's a really great idea. Mm-hmm. Now, as we uh, get uh, moving towards time for our first break, will you give our listeners details about Winter Wonderland, the date, the time, where they can go to find ticket information? 
Yes, tickets are available now on our website at georgeor.org, or you can call the museum at 228-374-5547. The event will be held on Thursday, November 29th at the IP Casino Resort from 6 to 9 p.m. Wonderful. Thank you, ladies, for being on the show today. It is Thank time. You. That's a great way to kick off your uh, your holiday festivities. Mm-hmm. Now, it is time for us to take our first break, but when we get back, we're heading into Jackson for more than a tourist Jackson City Highlight Tour. Don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. Whether you're a thrifty shopper or someone who likes to buy the whole store, Change is the program that will allow your purchases to show your support for the quality content on MPB Radio. This easy and no-hassle program rounds up your credit or debit card purchases to the nearest dollar and sends us the difference. You support MPB and get something nice for yourself. To sign up for Change, visit our website, mpbonline.org, and click support. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, here with my friend Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Before the break, we spoke with our friends at the George or O'Keefe Museum of Art about their upcoming fall gala, the Winter Wonderland. Lots of fun happening down on the Gulf Coast coming soon. Make sure to check them out. Now, happy to welcome in the studio, joining us, Jane Halbert-Jones, director of More Than a Tourist, LLC. Hi, Jane. Hey, guys. What's going on, Jane? Not too much. Thanks for having me back on. Yes, well, you're always one of our favorite guests because you always make time to be with us in the studio. makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And you're right here in Jackson. You may travel the world and and take people literally on their wildest adventures. But you're you're here in our home state, and we're really glad to have you in the studio. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> now, uh, Jane, before we start talking about the multiple tours you've got planned for this fall, um, let's talk a little bit about your company, More Than a Tourist. It's such a unique entre- entrepreneurship that you have. Tell our listeners about what you do. Um, well, I am a travel agent. So that's a first, but, um, I actually started in 2011 by taking people over to France. So that's how kind of this whole, um, business kind of started. Um, I had recently moved back from living there for about three years, um, and had also been in France other, other times in my life. So that's kind of what I knew. And I was like, man, what if I can take people over there and start, Start a tour company. <laughs> wow. Um, and that's, that literally is um, how it started. Um, and it's kind of grown from there. But my whole goal was to be able to kind of do that, um, you know, here in, in Mississippi or the Deep South, you know, and, um, you know, abroad. And so um, more recently, the past three years, I've been able to do a lot more in Jackson and in Mississippi. Um, it's just, you know, it takes time to research and get your get everything straight and get facts straight and history straight. <laughs> um, so I've been able to now kind of um, incorporate more, more Jackson tours and, um, and Mississippi tours for some of my clients from Europe that have been coming over to the South. Well, I just think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes when you think about a travel agent, um, your stereotype might be 
this person's going to get me on a cruise and they're going to make sure that I have a ticket right. and then I get the room I want. But what you do is really so different in the fact that you uh, bring in local experts, you do your own firsthand research about what the history is of the space or um, who the players are. And you really offer that full in-depth experience that, uh, Camille, as you know, firsthand, travelers are really interested in now. They don't want to just right. like show up and hang mm-hmm. out. They really want to dig in. Right. Um, yes, and I try to do that for clients going to other places as well if they are wanting certain tours or certain experiences um, that I try to look for, for locals um, and things like that. For example, there's a specific local um, that I use when people go to Rome. I love the way she does her tours. Mm. Um, it's very in-depth, and she's worked really hard on that. And so she's the one I, you know, will send people to there. So um, like me doing that here, you know, I very much try to find – people who are doing that other places and connect with them. Well, Jane, I, of course, want to talk more about your tours, uh, but let's get into, I I, I want to get into you because you're such an interesting person. You're a Renaissance woman. I mean, mean, you are, you know, if people were to uh, see you, they don't know all of the layers that you have and what all you do because you've managed in some of the most iconic venues on top of that, you know, give us a little snapshot of your life. How did you even get to this point? (laughs) Um, Goodness, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, never being still <laughs> was kind of uh, some of it. Um, I always kind of wanted to explore, um, go off, you know, new places. And and for really a long time, it was really funny. Somebody asked me the other day, and they said that is the the weirdest combination. But for almost ten years. Um, like I said, I kept going to France, but literally my two homes were France and Mississippi. France, Mississippi. Wow. Um, and so I think this, you know, where, where that love came from, from um, really wanting to show people both. Um, and so um, I think kind of I was sort of a, a nomad maybe for about 10 years. And so that kind of um, got me in a lot of, you know, restaurant service and, you know, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I've kind of grew up at Howlin' Mouse mm-hmm. um, and worked there off and on for Goodness gracious, um, you know, 19 years or so. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is my cheers place. Um, so yeah. I'm very grateful that I got to, to grow in that establishment and, and managed it for, you know, three and a half years and been able to help with, you know, what is, you know, the St. Patty's Day, you know, celebration. And um, exactly. um, I've gotten to be on both sides of that. So um, I've gotten to see a lot of what brings people into Jackson, you know, a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into um, you know, making these festivals and events for, you know, Jackson and for mm-hmm. Mississippi. Um, so I've been grateful to be able to be on both sides of that. So, nice. Yeah, community really is at the heart of what you do at More Than a Tourist. And if people kind of want to see what you're what you're doing, um, you have a wonderful Instagram account where you kind of uh, share images from your travels and little pieces and stories. So I encourage people to check you out, More Than a Tourist, on Instagram. And on Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Now, coming up um, on Saturday, November 24th, that's the Saturday after Thanksgiving, so yes. Small Business Saturday, you've got a really great Jackson City Highlight Tour to Let's talk a little bit about what's happening on this tour and what people can expect. Okay. Um, and I'm also doing the same the same thing, Jackson City Highlight Tour, on Saturday, December 22nd. Um, <laughs> this will be my first time to promote that over the holidays. So it is cool. you have friends and family mm-hmm. in town, um, or I'm saying if you want to get friends and family out of your house for a little bit, Hello. <laughs> um, you know, this, this will be a good tour um, to do. So um, we do start in downtown, and we hit, um, you know, a lot of the central kind of neighborhoods in, in Jackson. So downtown, uh, Bellhaven, Midtown. Um, and Fondren, um, we get out at a, you know, a certain place at each, you know, in each neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so you actually do kind of get to walk around a little bit, or we will kind of, uh, pop in quickly to a local business, you know, or to, um, and let them see that. So there could be maybe some, you know, options of little, little presents for the holidays. Um, yeah. I could get some thoughts there. Um, and, and we do just kind of go around and, and learn a little bit. Um, and it's not just history or dates or facts. You know, it's also, hey, this is what's coming and this is what we have going on. Um, my big thing also is when I'm pointing out things, obviously we do not have time to go in every single thing. But I like to point out, hey, you can come back here and visit. They do free tours or they do tours at 9 and 11 um, or it's $5 to get in or, you know. And so I really kind of want to show them like, hey, you can go back to like all these things that, you know, you just, you know, that we've passed. Um, there is a lot to do in Jackson, and sometimes people just don't know maybe exactly where it is or 
Um, sure. So sure. I do, you know, definitely like to, you know, promote that. Um, a lot of times, maybe not ever, there'll be little, little raffles, um, you know, on the bus and it'll be from, you know, all local businesses, you know, so it's just encouraging people to, to go to local businesses and to go visit more places in Jackson. That's very cool. Yeah. And it's also really nice to, you know, oftentimes when you've got family in town or maybe you've got a, a friend from college who's coming to see you for the holidays and they want to see your hometown, they want to know what's happening right. locally, but you're like, so you're like, where do I start? I don't even know. So you can just mm-hmm. let Jane do all the work. There yeah. you go. <laughs> and there are some nice things on the bus, and you stop and eat and dine a little bit and not, uh, snacks. Well, we, you, we do have we do okay. have snacks. Not not on this one, however. Um, we don't we don't dine on this one, but I do have snacks. Okay. Um, I have alcoholic beverages and non-alcoholic beverages. All right. Um, so I mean that's a lot of fun too. Kind of people aren't necessarily expecting that. I always say that I talk a lot more at the beginning than I do at the end because everybody's <laughs> been having a good time and they're right. they're you they know, fill um, in for you. Yeah, they fill in for that's you. That's right. So, um, but yeah, so you know we do we do have that. Um, and then again, uh, encouraging people. Hey, this is this restaurant. This is you know this yeah. is what they serve. You know, mm-hmm. um, just to you know kind of show you know it's a way to showcase Jackson as long as well as you know learning about it as well. I've had a lot of locals go on this tour, um, and they've said I've grown up here and I didn't know half of what you said. I'm like good because I've done a lot of research. I didn't know half of what right. um, you know what I've learned. So um, I've learned a lot, and that's been awesome too. So it's been awesome to. You know, share that knowledge. Sure, sure. And you you utilize the Mississippi Party Bus, so a really comfortable and safe way to travel around uh, town. And uh, yeah, speaking, they're, they're great. Speaking of this Mississippi Party Bus, you've got a really cool trip planned um, for Saturday, December eighth, that takes you from the capital city down into Madison County to the Canton Lights. Oh, that is so lovely. cool. I'm very excited about this one. It's the first the first time I've done this, so. Um, the tours have really grown, just to say, probably in the past year, year and a half. And so now I'm able to kind of incorporate, you know, and do more. And I'm excited about that. So, um, yes, we will um, meet and it will start and finish um, at Highland Village. That's where we're, we'll all meet. Um, so I will encourage people to come early and do mm-hmm. a little shopping there. That'd be great. There you go. Um, we go to Canton. We stop at, again, we'll have snacks and drinks on board. Um, and I'll kind of sort of tell you, you know, the story of um, – the Canton Christmas lights, how it all got started. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny and interesting. Um, I've been doing some research and interviews on that. So we'll kind of talk about that, you know, yeah. before we get there, stop off at a uh, rich grain distillery. Well, we'll have a tour and tasting there. And we also will have um, a buffet catered from two rivers um, oh, uh, as well there. So we'll do all really? that rich grain. Then we walk up and do the Canton lights and also included is like the horse and buggy ride around the square. So you'll have a ticket for that. Um, and then you just, you'll just have time to, you know, enjoy you know, the Christmas, can- you know, Canton Lights for a bit. Then we'll get, you know, back on the bus and, and head back into Jackson. Jane, so, that is awesome. I'm really excited about it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like a wonderful date night or just yeah. like a girls' night or like maybe like I haven't spent any time with my brother lately. Let's, right. <laughs> let right. you and I go do this thing. That's in, very cool. And your brother as in me. Yes. So. <laughs> my brother from another mother. That's right. That's exactly right. Now, Jane, we're, we're cutting it close on time, but um, I do want people to know that you also offer private tours you have a lot of visitors that come in and you might take two people around yeah. and, and um yes thank you for saying that yes you don't have to wait for me to put out you know my tours i have been um hired by um either different businesses to show you know their you know some clients around um i did a um uh, for a law firm, they're in, they're summer interns, oh, you know, sure. that's so and smart. um and actually two people got in touch with me that were just in town for the day on Sunday in from Atlanta, and we did a walking tour, you know, of downtown. Um, so yes, um, and then I, a couple months back, I did one for some ladies. We did a progressive dinner and tour in Fondren, mm. um, and so got to you know eat at two different places, learn about them. And also, you know, learn about the neighborhood. So, yes, you don't have to wait um, for me to do a tour. You can contact me and we can put one together for you. That is so great. You can customize it to what you're interested in, what you like, and and probably learn about some things that you didn't know you liked Mm -hmm. in the the midst. (laughs) That's great. Now, Jane, we mentioned More Than a Tourist is on Instagram. It's on Facebook. Tell people about your website and where they can go to learn more. Yes, um, and that's also uh, morethanatourist.net. Um, and my email is mtattravel at gmail.com. So um, any of those um, ways you can get in touch with me and chat um, about trips and things in Mississippi, in Jackson, or anywhere in the world you may want to travel. 
Wonderful. Jane Halbert-Jones, she's the director of More Than a Tourist, a great tour company based in the capital city of Jackson, Mississippi. It's time for us to take another quick break, but stick around. When we get back, we'll speak with Kelly Carr about Cleveland's 50 Nights of Lights. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, along with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. Before the break, we spoke with Jane Halbert-Jones about more than a tourist Jackson City Highlight Tour and also about her upcoming Canton City Lights Tour. Lots of fun stuff happening at More Than a Tourist. Check them out online or on Facebook and Instagram. Now, happy to have joining us from uh, the great town of Cleveland, Mississippi, is Cleveland's Director of Tourism, Kelly Carr. Hi, Kelly. Good to have you on the show. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Doing great. Always glad to have you on, Kelly. Absolutely. Glad to be here. The sun is shining today, and you just can't ask for a better day here in Cleveland. You know, Craig and I were just up your way uh, yesterday, and we, of course, would have hollered at you, but we were in and out for a meeting at the Grammy Museum. But one thing uh, he and I both mentioned on the way and back was like, Kelly is one of the best in the Mississippi tourism industry by far. You are one of the best, Kelly. Oh, goodness, I need to pay whoever said that. But, uh. Pay me, pay me, Kelly. <laughs> so it's, it's not Checks a hard payable sell. to come out, It's a great place, and so is Mississippi. We're glad to be in the business. Now, uh, Kelly, there is just a lot to talk about in Cleveland. So many wonderful attractions, great shopping, uh, of course, a wonderful university there, and just a, a cool vibe generally. But we want to talk to you today specifically about 50 Nights of Lights, this amazing holiday feature that has really grown very quickly uh, in your downtown area of Cleveland. So will you give our listeners just a little bit of a backstory on 50 Nights of Lights and how this got started? started? Absolutely. So um, Cleveland has always been wonderful during the holidays, but um, over the last few years, and really it kicked off last year, our um, first lady, uh, Becky Nowell, kind of um, came up with this brainchild of, of creating a downtown holiday light show. Um, we had a local family, that uh, the Janice family, that donated a very large Christmas tree in the middle of town and some other lighted pieces, um, some with musical themes. And so it became like, this is so great, and we, there was such a great response to it. Why don't we capitalize on this and really make downtown a showstopper? And last year, there were about a quarter of a million dollars worth of lights, each kind of in a different theme downtown. Um, there's even a 55-foot a large poinsettia at the end of the the walking trail here in downtown Cleveland. Mm. Um, people were we were blown away by the response to it. Um, I think the the lighting of the Christmas tree, which I think nobody really knew what to expect, but I think about two to three thousand people showed up. This was just last year, so I think this year I think we, I, we laughed because we started our Christmas committee meetings in January. <laughs> We knew it was going to be a big deal again, and, and Becky has gone out and done her thing again, and um, the pieces are actually donated by local businesses, which is really wonderful. So everybody has a great, um, they have a, a piece of, of what they, you know, what is going on. And so this year, we had so many more businesses step up and say, we want to be a part of it, and it has doubled in size. It is absolutely amazing. So it is a light show. It's, um, downtown is all lit up every night. Um, until uh, after the new year. So it's, it's a really fantastic thing for um, groups, for families, just to get out and walk around. There are restaurants open. Stores are open late. Um, 
We even have shops opening on Sundays and later on Saturdays. Uh, it's it's truly a magical. And sometimes I, when I leave work, and of course, you know, it's dark at 4:30, so I leave my office downtown, and it is just absolutely lit up. And I kind of feel like I'm in a, a Hallmark movie, to be wow. honest. <laughs> Well, I had the privilege of uh, having lunch with, with Mayor Billy yesterday, and, and I'll tell you, he seems like a gem of a man. And he was saying uh, when you guys kicked it off, I, I guess in the past weekend or, or, or so, he said it was almost 3,000 yes. or so people downtown. It was unbelievable. And we've added speakers downtown all down the walking trail. And so you hear the the holiday music and the Christmas music going on and it just really is, does create this amazing ambiance, and it just—I don't know—it just—it's it, really crazy how this has taken off in two years. And so I know that this will just continue to grow. And uh, like I said, the response has been amazing. Even just last year, we had people drive from all over the region. We had, you know, church groups come, and we've had um, great restaurants that have actually opened at night, maybe that weren't before for groups, and they have music in there for them. And so people are really getting in the spirit. And are welcoming visitors and saying, "Come to Cleveland and see what all the fuss is about." Yeah, Margaret. They even had a gingerbread man house. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. Oh, yeah, I love it. Now, now, yes. So, so there's several events, you know, going on around it. So uh, you know, every Saturday in December, there's selfies with Santa at the caboose. Um, we're having some downtown, um, some uh, concerts and. Uh, movies shown outside downtown. So it's really created a, a great atmosphere and lots going on. That's right, Kelly. So as you've mentioned, you can really make this your own. You can come literally any day of the week, mm-hmm. Monday through Sunday, and find local businesses open, enjoy the lights, walk around, and just get in the holiday spirit. But you've also built in some really cool um, holiday programming, a screen on the green, a family Christmas movie on Thursday, November 29th. And uh, I know that the annual Christmas parade is also a big deal in Cleveland. So let's hear the details on that. Yes, the Christmas parade is always so much fun. Um, so it's Friday, December 7th at 6. And it just, you know, with the light, the, the parade does go downtown. And so it just really adds to the festivity. Um, we always have lots of participants, and it really is just great. Um, you know, uh, Delta Meat Market Happy Hour, which is one of my favorites, is always rocking that night because it's right there downtown on the parade route. And so is Hey Joe's and Mosquito Burrito. They have a two-story balcony. Uh, that kind of overlooks the downtown area as well. So there'll be lots of places to go and land and maybe have a toddy or two if you would like one um, and view the parade. But it really is something to see, and and we are um, really proud of everything, and and we expect a lot of of, um, participation in the parade. That's great. Now, Kelly, you know, as you've said, people can literally just show up in downtown Cleveland and take it all in. Um, Not, you know, no reservation required, Mm -hmm. but you do have all of this information available. So um, tell people where they can go to learn more and um, just get in the holiday spirit. Absolutely. So there is a great website, comprehensive website, and it is 50 Nights of Life. And that is the number five zero, not the spelling. Um, and there's a whole list of events going on and a little bit about how it got started. Um, and, and you can continually check that back because this is happening every year. And uh, we're really, really excited about the things going on. And we just hope everybody comes and sees what, what's uh, happening in Cleveland. All right. Wonderful. Kelly Carr with Cleveland Tourism. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank y'all. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Kelly. All right, it's time for our final break, but when we return, we'll wrap up the show with Mississippi Move as they talk about their annual Sleep Out to Help the Homeless. This is such a unique event. Don't go far. You don't want to miss what's coming up on Next Stop Mississippi.
can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, along with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. We're going to wrap up today's show with some very special guests in studio. We've got Mac Epps with us, director of Mississippi Move, and Patrick Bradley with the Mu chapter, uh, Mu Sigma chapter here in Jackson. Good to have you, gentlemen. Thank y'all for being here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Well, I, it's it's like a reunion in here, <laughs> and right. I'm just the fly on the wall. Uh, everyone... I know both of these <laughs> splendid gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, it's uh, super cool to have y'all here tonight or today to talk about sleep out to help the homeless. Not the first time you've done this, but the first time I've heard about it. And this is probably the most unique mm-hmm. way of creating awareness that I've maybe ever heard of. So I want you guys to talk a little bit about, about what this is about, about the sleep out and how it got started. Uh, we started working with uh, the Bill Broomfield house, which is the emergency homeless shelter in 2009 and making donations and stopping by there as a, a point of celebrating our Founders Day, which is in January. Uh, in 2014, which was our centennial year, uh, I, at that time I was a social action director for our grad chapter and also the program director for Mississippi Move, and we adopted the Bill Broomfield house. Uh, and I made sure everybody understand what that means to adopt. So we adopted them in January. In October, uh, we came by to do our usual visit, and they told us that their funding was being cut, mm-hmm. um, and they might have to close the doors. Uh, the men there said, if y'all can do anything, don't worry about us. Help the women and children, which was the Matt's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the emergency shelter for women and children. And um, we went met with folks, and we just put it together and, and did press conferences, and we did everything when they said by any means necessary to bring awareness to this cause um, because at that time there was a young lady at the Matt's house who was about 21 years old who had a four-year-old son and they had stayed the night already three, you know, three nights in the park. And we like, we cannot let these folks go back to, um, back to the park. So different radio stations, uh, Alpha Media Group got involved. They did uh, like a radio thon with the, you know, uh, Kixie, JMI and, and, and WAOD um, stayed out there from 6 PM to 12 AM. And we stayed out there, and we had people that stopped on their way to work, bringing donations, bringing money, so that we can prevent um, them from going back onto the streets. So we tell people to sleep out is just giving you an example of what these folks endure every day. If you see anyone that's homeless after 5 p.m., that means they weren't able to get into a shelter. Mm-hmm. So that means they stay in, they stay outside. Yeah, uh, I participate in the point in time count that the city and, and local agencies like the VA and stuff do in January, where they physically go out to find the homeless, and you can find a lot of them sleeping in thirty to twenty degree weather, uh, huddled right. up on the divide mm-hmm. ox, anywhere that they can get where you can block the air. Uh, so this just give an average person an opportunity to see what so many our folks go through. Um, a lot of them, um, you know, maybe just released from incarceration. A lot of them are military veterans. Uh, a lot of those guys have master's degrees and fell, fell on a hard time. You know, um, some of your high school standout athletes, um, and you never know, and they are women. Um, so this year we are focusing on homeless children and trauma um, oh, that goodness. children experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I think it's, it's a large number of children in JPS that are technically homeless because if your parent doesn't have a set place to stay, if you move in from couch to couch or house to house, then, um, you know, guidelines say that you're homeless. So. Now, now, Mac and Patrick, I mean, both of y'all have always been very active in the communities. I've known both of y'all for a mm-hmm. long time, and, and, I mean, both of y'all are very active. How did y'all end up coming together? Because, I mean, Mac, you do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Patrick, you do a lot of things. Uh, you know, Patrick, why don't you tell us how y'all created this unison? Because <laughs> both of y'all are crazy. We on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my part that I bring to the table is uh, food for thought. Um, in, in families and homes, when people cook a meal or something, that brings everybody together. Mm-hmm. So I'm possibly the core center of, hey, if I cook, they'll come. 
Tell them, tell them that you cook now. Yeah. You don't just cook. Well, you you know, cook. I'm, we don't do hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. No, we, we, and particularly this year, we're going to do a traditional meal, uh, turkey dressing, uh, the, the whole the whole nine. Uh, we just stepped it up a little bit, but, you know, everything is that people donate or bring will be offered to everyone out there. But we just want to give them something because it, they're, they don't have the opportunity to go and buy KFC, Burger mm-hmm. King, or get a hot meal from Glorious Kitchen or Bullies mm-hmm. or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. So we provide, you know, things that they wouldn't necessarily come into. So what I do uh, on the professional level, I bring it back and, and give back in that in that sense. So the collaboration with Mac and, and Mississippi Move was, hey, we just put it all together, make a big, big, big thing about breaking bread and coming together mm-hmm. and uh, making it possible for those that wouldn't wouldn't be able to uh to 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 do those things financially now in the day and age where you know people walk past people on the street you they know do. people are in trouble and all they do is pull out their cell phones and tape it to snapchat it out or instagram it out you know and get some type of likes instead of doing something about it you know we are in a society where people just truly pass over people or ridicule people right what made you guys decide to stop and do something about it well for me um me growing up in, in the term that people don't like to use, they say humble beginnings, but poverty, um, not knowing, um, you know, growing up with one source of heat as a fireplace, um, uh, living on an old sharecropper plantation. Um, growing up, I know what it's like, but, you know, we always was able to provide food and resources to others. Um, you know, when you're displaced, uh, I lost my job in 05 and had to stay with a fraternity brother, slept in his uh, kitchen area for about, about six months until I was able to get back on my feet and get my own place. Um, so things can happen. If you don't have a support system out there, um, a lot of preventative measures, folks we know in our family and friends, if you know we have able, been able to come and provide that undergird for them during their hard times, a lot of these folks don't. And first thing that people do is self-medicate. So it's easy. A lot of them turn to alcohol or drugs to escape the reality, and that send them down further. Um, you know, we do a lot of preventative measures. You know, we do an economic education workshop. Um, we talk about bankruptcy and economic support, how a lot of folks end up on the street because they lose their house, they lose their car. Um, you know, we've had other fraternity brothers uh, who was a veteran, uh, a mason, and, and our fraternity brother who slept in his truck and didn't tell nobody until he was able to get back on his feet. So a lot of people, um, you know, it's about doing something. You know, what can we do? Uh, and Patrick being very modest about, <laughs> about the food. Um, he, the same food that he charged people for is what he gave away. Mm-hmm. And we started this out. Uh, my wife came up with a title called Breaking Bread, in which we provide a regular backyard barbecue type thing for the homeless, where we go out and play video game. I mean, not video game, but like, you know, like cards mm-hmm. and just have a regular good time That's and right. feed them. Um, but not just feed them with food, but also support. Because you can learn more from them than, they, than you can ever teach them. Most certainly. Uh, and we do a thing that one of the councilmen came up, Councilman Stamps, called a block-the-block survey. So it's like a short assessment form where we get information from them, what their needs base is, mm-hmm. and then we find out what they have to offer to be able to connect them with resources uh, in the community. And we offer food and these resources from 6 p.m. until 6 a.m. So when people come out there, We've had folks show up at 3 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. 4 o'clock in the morning, um, and we provide them with food and resources, jackets, coats, blankets. So it's you know when people come out, not only do people pick up stuff, but we have folks that come out and donate. Mm-hmm. So as people are donating, we are repackaging and putting it in the hands of the folks that need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac, I really appreciate you really talking about the stigma around homelessness, but mm-hmm. really how this is it can happen to anyone. Anybody. And, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. can it happen literally just overnight? It, it has. I'm working with a young lady right now. Um, she has traumatic brain injury. Uh, it literally happened overnight. She got evicted. She has three children. Uh, right now she's staying in a hotel, and we was able to provide her and connect her with some resources. And she has a job right now, but she, you know, she hadn't got her first check yet. So sure. we've been trying to provide resources to keep her in the hotel, which is close to where she can work. So cause she walks to work and one of her children has a disability. So it literally happened to her overnight mm-hmm. one night. And she sold just about everything she had in her house to pay for a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Mississippi, the poverty level is so high. Um, $27,000 according to federal guidelines is poverty. So if you miss two paychecks, 
what can happen. House note first. Usually the house, I mean, well, usually the car. You know, the car gone first, and then secondly, you, utilities get cut off, and then the house, the next thing you know, you out on the street. Uh, so this literally can happen to somebody overnight. Patrick, tell us, uh, you know, both of y'all are very active in your fraternities, and I think this is the center stone of what, you know, uh, fraternities and, you know, even more important, you know, HBCU fraternities are all about. So how important is this for a fraternity uh, to band together and fraternity brothers to do this and, and you know, and, and show the community what this is all about and what the brotherhood is all about. Every organization has a motto or what have you. Um, ours is culture for service and service for humanity. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the motto when you first become a active member or of the brotherhood, what have you, you take on that, that persona. So here we are. If we, we're going to talk it, it's in paper, it's, in, it's written in, in mm-hmm. stone. Mm-hmm. So now what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I can wear the letters of Phi Beta Sigma fraternity all day, but what are you doing behind the letters? Mm-hmm. So it just, it, it's an incorporation. Um, so, if, you know, it's just like me calling and say, hey, I'm about to do a cookout. Come by the house. So everybody's antennas is up. Everybody's ready to rah, rah, let's do it. So with the same basis of doing a, a backyard situation at home, you bring it to the streets to people that 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 can't participate in those in those elements. Right. So what it does, it just it, it brings everybody out, brings everybody together, just like tailgating. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you gotta yeah. say, hey man, we're tailgating. Voila, they show up. Yeah. So with that awareness of the homelessness and the p- poverty problems, we can all sit down and kind of come up with something because right. everybody's working in this avenue, working in that. And we can possibly make some things happen for those that's less fortunate. Most definitely. Well, I, I really appreciate how you're providing services, you're providing advocacy, but you're also providing a sense of normalcy for people whose lives are all but normal. So mm-hmm. come out and, and play a hand of cards, have a hot meal, do these things that we all take very much for granted. So thank you both. The the the, the most I think when they say the best time of that evening, it's going to be cold Tuesday. <laughs> so, no you know, ways. but when we come around that campfire uh-huh. and we sit down and those guys just come in and, you know, they, they get that sense of, hey, man, you know, somebody really cares. Everybody, right. Everybody's going to even plan. Yeah. And, and, we, and we provide that service for them and nobody's, you know, over anybody. We just, we're, we're, we're humble. I'm sorry we've run out of time, okay. gentlemen, but uh, Sleep Out to Help the Homeless is Tuesday, November 20th into the morning of November 21st, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. in Pittman Park. Please tell people where they can go to learn more. They can go to www.mississippimove.org. That's msmove.org. Uh, if they'd like to donate or get more information. Thank, Thank you, Mac you. and Patrick. Appreciate Thank you both it, for being here. This has been Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.